Why not let the folks themselves ask for something that they like to hear? We are knee deep in a pool of stagnation. Ah, no, no, wait a minute, friends. You don't want to hear that, do you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah! Hi, guys, my name is Stephen Smith, and this is Objectively Incorrect, One Extra. I often say I would like to interview a prisoner, like a murderer, yes. to yes. be exact. Like, I just Take have interesting questions. <laughs> I just have interview, interesting yeah. questions to so, ask So she go in jail first and then come back out so that we could do the interview? <laughs> Not really. <laughs> no, she said she wanted to interview her, so you go in. I would let like her, to let her, let her ask the questions. I want to know. Like, <laughs> for, for you, example, <laughs> you and I, Take you the probably camera. have the, men, the, 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 you know, we're not murderers. We probably would say, oh, um, if I, uh, okay, sorry, let me tell you about that. I believe that they obviously think different to how we think. Mm-hmm. I mean, I say we as in a normal civilian, right? That's where I want to interview them because I just want to ask them questions like, so when you were going to, when you take out the knife to stab, like nothing at all in your head tell you, don't do it. Don't do it. Because persons would say, oh, them being on a conscious snap. man. It can't be here. You know that kind mm-hmm. of way? Especially the persons who, who allegedly killed more than one person. Mm-hmm. I, I often wonder, like, what is it that's going on in your head? I um, think they know. The thing they is, know. I wonder if I want to ask some questions like, so you, you, you felt, did you feel guilty after you do it? You sleep in the night, you felt bad. That's why I want yeah. to ask. Not, not to judge them, but just because it, it's kind of. Let me ask you a simple question. Yeah, like it's baffling for me. Like, how? Let me ask you a simple question. Another man. And <laughs> everybody, to, to everybody else, probably except Paige, because I know Paige don't have any kids, you have children, no, you don't. No. All right. Um, but for two of you, what, would, what wouldn't you do for your child? Wouldn't? Yeah. Generally? Generally, uh, what wouldn't keeping you Keeping in line with the prison topic that we anything, anything. anything. What wouldn't you do for your child? If, if, if it was between hmm. your child, child safety and protection and anything else, and what freedom, wouldn't you perhaps? do? And freedom, perhaps? For me, and I had this discussion last week with a friend of mine, because <laughs> <laughs> um, if my son was to, and I have a boy, you hmm. know, if my son was to chose to um, you know, get involved in gang-related activities. And I said gang-related and not, not violence because I could be here standing and somebody really comes to trouble me. I'm not in a gang uh-huh. and we, f- we fight and that's violence, but it's not gang-related. You understand what it's I'm trying personal. to say? It's personal. Correct. Uh-huh. If it's gang-related activity that he chose to yeah. enroll himself in or whatever and you know, a bunch of those guys decided to beat upon Virgil, mm-hmm. you know, bang upon police, get involved and he goes to prison. I'm not bailing him. I'm not going to get a lawyer for him. I'm not going to do that. But then you could say so no, because no, you're not I'm in the situation. No, I, I'm telling you this, Paige. I won't, I you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't because I would be so disappointed that he wouldn't allow me to do it. Because it's like, I put so much, and I don't, and maybe you will say that because you don't have a child. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's a different kind of mindset you have when you get a child. If you want to raise your child to be the best he can be. Mm-hmm. And that is my goal. So if I am raising him as he's small, you know, putting all these principles in him, all these morals, everything that you, you probably you would put into your child if you want him to get out. Because what you put in is what you get out. They say. Right? However, of course, you have exceptions. Why? A lot. And I put in so much. <laughs> Come my parents will probably tell There's so much persons who were very well raised and they, you know, yeah, and they had the different. proper upbringing, upbringing, but still they went astray. Of course. So if I put so much choice. effort into you, so much effort, so much energy, so much sacrifice into molding you into a decent person of, of society, and you choose, and I'm going to say choose, because you choose to live that kind of lifestyle, that gang-related, you know, mm-hmm. lifestyle, and you get involved in some sort of crime, mm-hmm. why should I continue to sacrifice myself or uh, further, in, you know, myself get in debt to 
bring it out why let me but you see the thing is let's change if you change the scenario just a little bit i think your, your answer gonna be different perhaps suppose suppose there's no definite reason for you to believe that your son is involved in anything and then somebody puts him in a situation where they are saying that he's the perpetrator. Correct. Right. Would you feel they differently then? Correct. Of course I would feel differently. Because, yeah, you yeah. see, what Paige would probably say is that there's some plausible deniability whenever somebody comes to you and says, your child, do something. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, that's my child. No, right. I, I don't think I'm that kind of parent. Yeah. That's my child. But, but okay, I understand what you're saying completely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, given, depends on the situation, it may vary. Mm-hmm. But I was talking about, there are persons, there are parents who know what their children are involved in. They know because maybe they see mm-hmm. and I don't feel like what did I say? Nine French women can't sing the same song? I don't know what they say. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that so. Nine French women can't. Something like that. Basically saying, I all of them are going to tell a lie. Yeah. All of them are going to tell a lie. Some persons, some parents, and I see it a lot, a lot, a lot. Parents who know what their children are involved in, mm-hmm. they condone it, and then when they get in trouble, they act surprised. Like, how? For example, you know that your child is selling drugs. He lives with you. He's selling drugs. He's smoking in your house. He's doing all sorts of illegal activities. But he brings $300 yeah. for you every day. And so you're fine with that. And then one day, he, um, the police finds his farm. His stash. You know, his stash, whatever. And he gets locked up. And you act like, oh, yeah, my son. Yeah. Like, like, how? Yeah. Because he's still your son. Yeah, yeah. But, how, but you cannot act surprised. And I, I, there was somebody who was very it, close to me. It's not really like that. It's you not. can't really judge it as if like, they're surprised because no, I'm not they're shocked. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that you don't, 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 don't mix, don't um, get confused. <laughs> I'm not saying that you can't grieve, Stephen. Of course you can grieve. Yeah, and of course thing. I expect you to grieve mm-hmm. and grieve. But the appearance, who act surprised? I'm telling you this. And I'm t- attacking from a specific Is it experience. The fake okay. surprise. They act, they act. They want, surprise. yeah. They, they want the police feel like they, they don't you know. know. Like, they, this happens, mm. it happens. Pedro I think of a particular scenario where this happens. <laughs> well, I'm Pedro really waiting think. on Virgil's answer first. Okay, well, no, my, my definitely. Um, you with her? Same. You with it her? happens. Same it doesn't happen. Sorry, that is not always the case, of mm. course. Mm. Right? But it happens, Stephen. In terms of, wouldn't you know, that? I always Because, say that for example, like I say, I'm talking about thinking of something specific, right? And I could think of another one. There was a lady I know. A, a grown woman. I know her since I was small, you know? Yeah. She had a son. And he started getting involved with the worst, you know? Like, he actually wasn't living with her anymore. He moved out. He was living with the gangsters. You know, they were living in a house together. Wow. Of yeah. course, Imagine. I assume, I can't say, I've, been, I've never been in there, but I'm sure they were probably doing whatever illegal activities in there. She knew this. She knew this. He, on numerous occasions, he would get locked up. You know, like maybe like a small... Small charges. Mm-hmm. And each time, his mother came to his rescue. Children mm-hmm. think like that. Mm-hmm. If they know, my mother okay, going to bail me out. Me, so, yeah, yeah and then she, she kept no, putting herself no. in debt. Mm-hmm. When I tell you debt, debt. Probably take a loan here to pay this lawyer. And then she started borrowing money from person. So she would come and say, um, I could get $50 from you. Because she knows that she knows you. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you, know what? you feel sorry for her. And I understand because I really did feel sorry for her. It's tragic. But she keep, <laughs> if you keep, if you don't allow, sometimes you have to let them get the Learn. understanding of who can't yeah. hear feel. Tough love. You understand? Like tough love. You, of course you love your child. Accountability. Of course you love it's, your it's, child. But that's, what, that's, that's exactly what I was trying to, that's the point I was trying to make. So it's not that I'm saying I wouldn't, may hate me child. Of course may hate me child. But there are certain cases where you have to just let them feel. I understand. Let them feel because you keep, you keep, she keep, and I'm keep thinking, bailing. she now is in so much debt. Mm-hmm. She owed this person, you know, it's on the road and it doesn't look good for her because she tried, she raised her son, she tried her husband, and then it exhausts a I could see, I could see it, 
there, there, there is another side to it because I mean, as a mother's love, it, it's difficult for you to tell somebody not to help. It's difficult. And, and the, the money, the debt that she's in is nowhere compared to the love that she feels for her child and the, the ability to be the savior for her, to her son. Yeah. Correct. So Virgil, I mean, I, I, I think we close off Virgil a little bit, but anyway, yeah, Virgil, what funny. wouldn't you do for your child? No, that's all I'm saying. I think the same thing. Mm. Like, if you're getting trouble involved in gang-related um, stuff, I wouldn't, especially knowing that that's what he wants. Mommy, I can keep talking to him. Mommy, I'm going to go yeah, in the gang. Mommy, I'm yeah. going to make your way tell me and start to get wood and blah, blah, blah. Then, yeah, okay, go ahead. And when he get in trouble, I wouldn't. I wouldn't even because can't boy coming cross no jail got put on a commissary oh, on here accounts like what I've seen every day. Uh-huh. I mean, loyal parents of course they love the kids and they deal religiously every week, trying putting our money on. I mean, um, thousands of dollars on some of these prisoners accounts. Eh? Uh-huh. We are doing all that money. The parents and then they for maybe life. Paid your teacher twenty five years. The thing yeah. is, what well, I haven't heard mm-hmm. you guys say. I'm not is gonna. That, I haven't heard you guys say two things because. All of that is great. But I haven't heard you guys say you wouldn't kill for your child. I haven't heard you guys say you wouldn't steal for your child. I, I wouldn't. Heard, I, I would kill I for my child. Of course say, I would kill for my child. I would kill for my child. But I wouldn't. I would kill for my child. The reason I'm saying is that we always try to say like, when uh-huh. it comes to criminals and so that, they're so different to mm. us. Of but course not. With a we certain level, with yeah. a certain level Become of, 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 <laughs> what they call yeah exactly it's yeah. easy for you to slip if you have the right yeah. motivation you best believe you best believe that you would commit certain things if like mm-hmm. even with the gangs look at a, I don't look at a gang like a family mm-hmm. it might not be functional to us but it's a family this person is the head of the family mm-hmm. I am a part of the family what I have they have what they have I have mm-hmm. what wouldn't I do for my family, you check what I mean. You, you see how it becomes real twisted real fast. Mm. This person I, I over here, yeah. this gang over here, or this set of guys over here is a threat to not only just me but my family. Mm-hmm. And you ain't gonna touch my family. No. It's almost like yeah. they are gangs that we look up to. They are the army. The army is like that too. They raise them that way. They put yeah, them through the same family. fire. They put them through the same fire in terms of training. They make it difficult for them together so they got band together in order to win. You mm-hmm. understand? When mm-hmm. you don't do them kind of banding and them kind of connections, so what do you think will happen when they go the fight? They're fighting for one another. They're not fighting true. for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's more purpose when you're in a team yeah. than if you're by yourself. Because you could give up. But me can't give up on me and my team. I'm going to give up on me, but not my team. So it's the same thing if you look at a gang. Look at I understand. Gang, so. and, and as you said... Um, they are, you said that they're different from us. They're not different. No, of course, they're not. I mean, no, like I tell you, I raised in Newtown. I live in Newtown all my life, so not. I know yes. they're so not different. I should different. stereotype. I should stereotype. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, I ju- I'm just saying that it's mm. like it's not that they're not normal humans. Of course, they're normal humans, and um, a lot of them, right, mm-hmm. have very good personalities. Mm-hmm. Of course. Personalities. Maybe they might have bad characters, but they have good personalities. You could have conversations with them. A number of them have a very good, in- high intelligence, of, I mean, level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. So it's not that they're not the different persons, but I just don't like the lifestyle they choose. Okay. Yeah. Right? Because so it's of illegal, course, still illegal. Activity. It's illegal and it's, it's, um, it's dangerous. It's like, you know, so where it's a family, I understand that. But what, what I want my son and any young person who is listening to this is that when you are making decisions, any decision in life, you cannot make decisions for just now only. You have to think of the future. If, you, if we always make no decisions, and a lot of people struggle with that and they don't realize. Mm. For something ex- as simple as, Paige got $20 in she pocket, right? Mm-hmm. That's the last $20 that she has until she gets paid next week, Friday. Mm. And Paige wants to go soak her revenge tonight. 
So Paige goes soak a revenge and too bad. <laughs> Whatever happened tomorrow happens tomorrow. Mm-hmm. A lot of persons have that mentality. Yeah, it's, it's that you just make decisions for now term. only. So mm-hmm. short term. And that's just like the worst. That's just not the best thing to do. Let me not say the worst, but it's just not the best thing to do. Because you, you will live to regret. You of will course. live to, the, you you would, live to and regret. And you will never move. You never you, grow. Exactly. Paige, so if you feel like, okay, yeah. You cut out Paige so long. Okay, don't have children, right? But she has students. She has students. Guys, you should see Kidja. And Kidja is literally grabbing Paige and saying, Paige, hush. Paige, hush. No, Paige, stop. I wanted to ask her this question. Like I was telling you when Virgil was talking, you don't have children of your own. However, you have um, students. And I'm sure you love them and you want the best for them, right? Yeah. Mm. Um, If you have a child... One pet, uh, whichever, one, let, me do, let me use one. One of the child who you are telling one thing over and over. Over and over and over. What's next? Uh, <laughs> you keep telling them forever until you die? Until they die? Well, that's, that's what... <laughs> the strange <laughs> thing about that is that you put me in a kind of situation where... I know. Where I'm trying to. Where I want to put you on I the can't, spot. <laughs> I can't give an answer just because of, of feeling. Mm-hmm. I have to also be professional. Mm. And in the professional standpoint, okay, let me say the, the personal one first. Me, if if I am, if it were just like a, a sister, a friend, like I tell you a hundred, how much ever times, after a while, you know what, I'm going to leave it to yourself. But being the professional, you have to always consistently repeat mm-hmm. the same thing so that they get it. Mm-hmm. Morals. So it's not that you're, you're only teaching them... That, um, that you have to be a certain way. Not, you just don't tell them. Sometimes they, they put themselves in situations that you, you have to think outside rather than just be appearing and, mm-hmm. oh, boy, if me, you may not just give you one slap or something. Mm-hmm. No. no you got to take yourself. You have to take personal away from the, that particular situation and be professional. And that's what probing comes in and, and the whole psychology. Why did you do it? What made you do it? How did you feel when you did it? Do you think if he had done it to you or she had done it to you, you would have responded the same way? Yeah. How would you have felt if, if I tell that person to do you about the that same thing? thing? Yeah. So it's like, empathy. Yes, you have mm-hmm. to consistently Even teach adults, children. adults, you still need to do that. That's true. Because that's I do that true. with my friends all the time. Like I'm the kind of friend, I don't know if they're listening, but they would tell you this. Like You could be my closest friend and I feel like something that you did is not, you know, wasn't the mm. best thing. I would ask her, I would be like, so if, if it was the other way around, do you, don't you believe that you would have felt the same way? Yeah. Or you would have, such, don't mm-hmm. you believe that you would have reacted the same way? Mm-hmm. So it, you don't need to keep up animosity, you know, like you don't need to punish, you know, you don't need to, that kind of way. It's true. So I understand what you're saying when it comes mm-hmm. to showing them empathy. I do it with my son too. I would say, Kimali, if, how would you feel if, um, somebody dig you with a pencil. Would you like that? Mm-hmm. So why why would you do it to somebody? The thing is, I think that's what the world does be missing a lot of the times. That's why we see like a lot of differences versus seeing the similarities because we don't we're not empathetic. Like so, it's easy for me to like look at Virgil and say, oh Virgil different to me. Oh Virgil do that. They watch Virgil. Let Virgil go about she yeah. business. She's different to me. But then if you look at it, that's not me saying Virgil is a human being just like myself. Mm-hmm. It's me saying Virgil is that's a completely like, different, different person. Yeah. Species like she and she, and yeah. <laughs> and I just see that a lot when people do bad things. Mm-hmm. You ever realize that some people end up in jail? They do. One, sometimes one bad Correct. thing. You, they, they, mm-hmm. The people go to jail for life without one any priors. Yeah. So and I, I said that earlier when I was mm-hmm. saying there are persons who. Not necessarily. I can't say I would never kill somebody. I cannot sit yeah, here today yeah, and say this. No, under the right circumstances. However, I'm thinking that, you know, there are persons, like, for example, there are persons who do it constantly and 
person to do it. Like, you know, I mean, but I don't it know. It kills a part of you eventually. So I just wonder why yeah, I was saying I would like to part ask. Of yeah, yeah. So you, you lack it's, a lot of um that that kind of touchy feely emotion. I think they, they found a way how to deal yourself. with their conscience because I had a conversation about two months ago with somebody and she was telling me she and a very known gangster in St. Kitts, gangster, mm. quote-unquote gangster, were good growing up. Mm. So, you know, she and them are still cool enough mm. and she was asking them questions like, so, you know, like, how, how did you feel when you, when you killed the first person mm-hmm. you killed? <laughs> and he said... At that time was the hardest. He was actually ready to, he couldn't sleep, he couldn't do anything. He was ready to turn in himself the next day. Like he, you know, he yeah. really was going crazy over yeah, it. Yeah. He conscience. He, but he was able to control his conscience. Mm-hmm. And he said by the third killing, killing. it was nothing. Right. He could, you could so just he say, got used to. John killed she for me and he do it. So I believe that they know how to control the conscience. It's not that they don't have one. But, but let me tell you so something. Yeah. But the thing is, Put that and translate again. I was always translated to the army because to me the army is the biggest mm. gang, right? Mm. To be honest, and they, the, 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 the authoritative gang, mm-hmm. and we actually trust them and we don't see them as bad people. But in order for you to function, think about it. you have a gun in your hand and they tell you go go kill everybody that you see in this uniform. Right. After you finish the first day of that. Waiting and waiting to happen to your mind. That's why a lot of them fighting Iraq and so they come back and they're mentally they're yeah. mentally yeah. Messed, yeah. messed up. Messed up. Yeah. 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 Huh? Post PTSD. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah. Post traumatic stress disorder. Correct. Yeah. 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 They, they, they keep and yeah. all the time them. because mm-hmm. it's difficult. Yeah, to see yourself I very, do that very repeatedly, it's yeah. difficult. I mean, even to see your your fellow army Man, on the ground. Yes. Yes, I, I, still, I still have to continue cope with yeah. whatever because I, I still have yeah. to. Yeah. You know? did, you, did you guys ever watch um, Saving Private Ryan? You ever no. watched the movies? I know, DJ Private Ryan. My God, I know, of course. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. And I hope he didn't get his name and he probably did. Um, but Saving Private Ryan has a scene in the very start of the movie they show you the most realistic depiction of what I've ever seen on any show, anything. Mm. It's not unrealistic, it's just. Bam. You're literally on a boat and you see people bullet flying to somebody's head right head. next to you. People vomiting. Man freed. Man cowering. And and so, on a boat? On a boat. Oh. They, they, it, was the, it was World War II. They were invading Normandy. So they had to storm the, the beach at Normandy. So they showed you them going on the, from the boat level, mm-hmm. going onto the beach. People from the beach, like... Like the Germans, them shooting them down with, um, with machine guns and exploding canister shells and all these things. It is gruesome. You see, literally see people, a, a man drop his hand, he, he hand get knocked off and he just lift up his hand and he walking forward still. Like that kind of <laughs> level of traumatic stress. And it's like, when I watch that, I realize, how could we yeah. justify war yeah. at all? Page is like the most inhuman thing. Mm-hmm. Like you literally show up with five people and at the end of the, 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 the day you can't even like find them, like, their let's bodies. See, let's, see, let's, see, let's see how much we come out alive. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, isn't, isn't, exactly. but the, the circumstances, but the circumstances them are real because remember everybody that you see get shot down have a family home who mm-hmm. want them to come back. That's true. And especially if all the family, like they... they the grown children, all of them actually gone out into the war yeah. and then all of them come back dead. So it's not only oh, a matter of yes. the, the, the people who Progress. shooting. Because uh-huh. I know that's what we've been talking about for a while now. <laughs> it, it's not only the matter of the people who actually did the act, but the people who actually have to be on the receiving end and knowing that you have to live with that grief for a long period of time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And then for what? Yeah, while sometimes so yes, I miss, miss with them. Yeah. Like, and then like for what? Sometimes imagine. just because one person wanted to invade a next country, yeah, or that's true. somebody exactly. wanted oil. Exactly. You see what I mean? It's just like you feel like somebody just stole mm-hmm. your husband or that, your, that your is what wife. That's right? It, goes like back, it kind of ties back into what I was saying about when you're making a decision, don't just make it for now. Because I pray to God, Father, is above <laughs> today. My son never tells me he wants to join the army. Army, right? Because as you said, it's saying. a gang as well. It's, it's. I mean, yeah. biggest gang because now me here home waiting, hoping and praying. Now you come back every day. I don't want to ever feel that. I don't ever want to feel that. You know? know so that's why person and this, like I said now you have to talk to the youths about this gang because as you say it is a family they feel loved of when they're amongst them there's something know, the, missing the peers the, the gang yeah. but try your hardest to discourage them still because yes you feel loved but what else comes with it but the thing is Kendra I'm going to tell you this right what void are you leaving because you tell somebody stop going a gang but then no what? not stopping or don't even start the okay. minute you step foot in it don't start so then, then, they, then they can't come to your family what does I, I always I know say, it's difficult I'm what does what does <laughs> what does everybody need what does everybody strive to to, 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 to be everybody is striving to be accepted everybody is striving to be loved that's what everybody wants everybody has a similar one if you are growing up every day and you're not being accepted. You're not feeling that love. You're not mm-hmm. feeling it. And somebody comes to you and says, look, brother, mm-hmm. I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. It's difficult for you it to tell difficult. somebody. <laughs> because I think we as a society, what we don't do enough of is we don't identify the, the, our weakest people or the people who are lacking in a specific something and try our best to fill the void. We kind of like, oh, he's a bad boy from small. Or he's this from small. Or he's quiet. So he don't really talk. But in terms of trying to like connect with them, no, we don't really do a good job of that. So it's like, if you're going to say, stop being in a gang, don't be in a gang at all. What are what we are doing, doing to, to capture them? To because we need, yeah, we, we need to give them what, they, what they're going in the gang looking for. We need to find a way to give them that. But they, usually mm-hmm. they, they start from when they're at a young age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if they, they see them... Because, of course, you're going to groom somebody in your own community. Mm-hmm. So when you see them pass and you see the child and really looking yeah. to yeah. happy and stuff. So, yeah, offered because children, children like sweets, eh? Yes. And and things Our that look flashy, or something, yeah. Right. So if they could catch you once, twice, mm-hmm. three times, like you know, come over by me after yeah. school one these days. Yeah. I got more of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So after you consistently doing yeah. all of that, of course the children are gonna feel like okay, man, getting this at home, especially yeah. when they're coming into the teenage years now, and then they start to. <clears throat> have back and forth with the parents yeah. and they're they trying to, yeah. to, to find a shelter. Honestly, I just tell my friend, Lord, I wonder if I could raise a teenage boy to stick about it all the time. Honestly. Uh, my parents do it. You can't get to it. You were raised. <laughs> I was raised. My brother was raised and he turns out fine. He has two sons they were raised that turned out fine and I pray that my son... I just pray, like, from the happen. time... Mm-hmm. Honestly speaking, I'm going to tell you this. When I found I was pregnant, I mm. wanted a girl, right? Okay, fine. Then I heard I was getting a boy. I literally cried. Honestly, I don't know if it was just the hormones, I don't know, but I literally cried and all sorts of thoughts started to come in my head. Like I said, I don't know if it was just the hormones making me, you know, overthink, but I literally thought about, I'm um, hoping it's in a gang, these kind of things, because it's real. Mm-hmm. And it's difficult as a boy, you are a boy, Stephen, I don't know. Well, obviously, this generation is different. You are a man, you are male, yeah, yeah. Stephen. And I don't know if you were ever faced I with would that. like to be young forever, like Virgil, like 21 forever. <laughs> No, I wouldn't. Kendra, I actually Kendra, wouldn't. Kendra. I'm looking forward to no. 50, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah, when you get older, you look forward to these 50. older ages. Oh, 50. Like, I, yeah, the older no, age after, I, like, me, I, I want to be young. I want to be wise. I want to be, I want yeah, to yeah, learn. Yeah. And yeah, at 21, right. 
Oh, you gonna, I, I, still, I, still acting to anyone. I understand. But I was saying, right, I know you are male. Mm-hmm. And it, the peer pressure is different when you are male. Mm-hmm. Well, based on what I think. But you got to prove right? it. Correct. And, and a lot of persons in today's society are trying to prove something. Mm-hmm. As if they're trying to get, they're trying to feel accepted. <laughs> I honestly, I never had peer pressure. I never, well, like really intense you peer pressure. Children? I never really had really intense peer pressure. Or maybe it is just that I had a stronger mind. I don't know. Maybe I had a stronger will to fight it. Mm-hmm. It could probably be that. But I never could remember like somebody saying, can you listen to this? You know, like, and I give to it. I never remember doing that ever. But like I was saying, as a, as a male, it's probably different. Have you ever been faced with those really I mean, bad, those really difficult... The thing is, I think, I think and I, I'm going to say this because I've heard it so much times, right? But I, I, the, the home I grew up in, people kind of like... I wasn't approached with certain things. Mm. You know, like, I was never approached with drugs and so on. Right. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that I was, is true too. Yeah, it, it depends. Yeah, because me, I mean, my me, me mother and my yeah. father, like, really Christian, like, mm-hmm. you know, live kind of not in the ghetto. I understand. I know you're Stephen. I know you're Yeah, you know what I mean? So, like, even though I had, like, run-ins with weed, like, I never smoked weed. Mm-hmm. I, never, I never felt the need to. Um, but I've had run-ins with it. Like, I see people smoking weed. I've been in a I school. I went to people. virtual high school and just down the part there, they used to smoke weed. And nobody ever tell you, take a pull? No. Well, not until I was an adult. And you said what? No? I said, no, I, did. I wasn't interested. Okay. No. It's yeah. just like, I don't, I don't so drink. that's what I was saying. I don't want to drink either. Yeah, pressure comes, I'm sure, in many different forms. Of course. And, and I, was, I, was sympath- yeah. and I, I sympathize a lot. I sympathize a lot with guys who got that at like five. Mm-hmm. You understand? Like, imagine your uncle telling you like, take this whiskey, <laughs> you, you, drink I, this, I and you start uncle, again. Not to, not to, maybe not the actual parents, yeah. or other mm-hmm. older family members would say, mm-hmm. man, Left the man, left the other kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, they push you into certain grown up things I way too don't soon. I take that lightly, you know. I sing about that. Like, I don't take those things lightly mm. because I know the children would grow up thinking it's the correct thing to do or it's the norm. Yeah. You don't want them to think it's the norm because it's diff- it's, not, it's very, it's very difficult to take it back out of their heads. And it's, it's robbing them of the innocence too because, yeah. I mean, as a child, you deserve. The opportunity to be a child, a child, you know, to have just normal, regular play. A lot of, a lot of the high schoolers right now smoking weed. A lot of the students who I thought that was she, I see them and they were smoking, and, and it I hurt. Mean, it, like it just to true. watch that, like it's sad. It's sad. You gotta give them the ch- again. We just rob children of the chance. They gain children like interested in sex at an early age. These kind of things is un- is, is is very very. I feel like it's unfair. It is unfair. It's unfair because imagine you you, you start having sex at a really, really early age. By the time you grow up, you start feeling like that's exactly what I have to do. Not that you like to do it. That you have to do it. One time I met a girl. I I was dating this girl about maybe eight years ago or so. And she had one of the most tragic stories that I ever heard. Like, (laughs) just awful. What she said to me is that when she was 13 years old, her sister... Um, was dating this guy. Oh, the sister, I Yeah, an right? older sister. Nice. She sister was older. The guy was older too. The guy, sister would, would have been like 21, 22. They were living, she was living with the guy. Mm-hmm. And she used to work shifts, shifts and so on. So the guy used to come home and trouble her. And he took like she virginity and everything and so on. Right? And she said from <sighs> that point until the time I was dating her, she never felt like her body belonged to her. Now imagine you have a 22 or 23-year-old young lady walking around not feeling like her body belongs to her? Do you realize how tragic that is? Do you realize that every single relationship she jumps into, the first thing she jumps into it feeling is that 
this person owns me, me. Yeah, I have to give it. my body is I have to give up like this is what I've been taught this is how I feel like wow. that's tragic and you see and the thing is 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 it would be nice if I could say like that person eventually elevated from that feeling but they didn't everybody can you everybody see the can. you see their life virgil you see their life going downhill yeah Child, 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 child. Oh, because yeah. each person, they feel like they need to, they need they to, need to give them whatever they want, so their bodies. And, here, and it's not just, it's not just pregnancy, but it's like a level of poverty too, because imagine you go to work at a job and then like, you're a secretary. What do you think? If your boss make any move, it could and be a, this, it, yeah. the most, inf, inf, the, the most, the simplest thing. You could yeah. just walk and say, touch you on your hand and you feel like, and and you feel like it's you. an advance. So you just... You're going to, mm-hmm. and then you're into that job now. He don't respect you afterward after because it's like after. So then you just you can't climb because you keep doing the same thing, thinking that this is what the world wants of you. Because at 13 years old, you just you're wasn't happy. ready. You wasn't for ready that, for your innocence yeah. to be gone yet. So again, it's a, it's bad. I I don't like the fact that guys are in gangs. I wish that we could eradicate it. I wish that we could eradicate some other it's things too. Peace treaty work. Yes, I wish that we could have a peace treaty in the world. Like it's illegal to have a war. That it works. But like, mm-hmm. I mean, we just got so much things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's both male and female. I was afraid to get a girl child. I was, I still afraid to get a girl child sometimes. But I, I think girls are beautiful, right? <laughs> but I'm afraid. I was afraid to get a girl child not because like I don't like girls, but because like I'm afraid like black girls they get the worst of it. True. I understand. Like as bad as a black man gonna get. Yeah, Remember he going true. home and he. Come, he did trash. Like he going home and he garbage that everybody jump on him with, mm-hmm. and then he going home to whom? A woman, a black woman. Yes. So at the end of the day, the world persecutes, destroys this person and they come home and do what? It's difficult, it's really difficult. <laughs>